0: We're taking far too long to think of an opening. I'm George. I'm Claire. And this is the Blathering Podcast. Trust us, we talk for a long time.
1: <laughs>
0: Hello! Hi! Welcome to episode five. <sighs> and two series two of Farscape. Yay! Yes! Yeah, so uh, last episode, we uh, reached the end of series one, which was very, very exciting.
1: It was. Um, and I was like, I can't imagine what it would be like to have to wait for it. And apparently, they didn't have to wait for the second series.
0: Well, not that long. They, yeah. they waited for it, but they didn't have to wait that long.
1: Yeah, well, um, like, what, like a few weeks?
0: Yeah. Um, exactly.
1: And I think we've actually waited longer to watch it than... The people who originally watched it, so yeah. I totally lied. Mm.
0: And so yeah, um, just because we've recorded so much, obviously, so it's a bit like okay, we better remember. yeah. So the two episodes for this one then are Mind the Baby and the other one. Sorry for the noise. Vitus Mortis. Vitus Mortis. Yeah, I thought you said it was Vitus. I don't know. Vitus or Vitus. Yeah. It's to do Either with way. death, anyway.
1: Well, yeah, it's... It, Vetus and Mortis, I mean, that's life and death, isn't it, I think?
0: Yeah, I think it is, because... Uh, yeah, because they sort of say Vetus, you know, sort of birth and that, isn't it, I think? Mm. Sort of to do with life, and then uh, Mortis is obviously to do with death. Anyway, so... Well, it's a good title, really. Um, yeah. So, uh, Mind the Baby, then, is the opening for Series 2, and what did we think?
1: Yeah, I thought it was amazing.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. It was really good. Um, I I think this is like one of the episodes where you can really sort of see the direction they're going to take now. Yeah. Of like, you know, it's a direct continuation, there's a lot of character moments, and it's, it's... Not like a really action-packed episode, really, and there's a lot of sort of going back and forth, but the fact is that the characters are all so good and and the dialogue is so well done that that's really what's keeping you gripped here, you know, because there's, you know, all these sort of manoeuvres and sort of things like that. So, you know, and there's a lot of changes in this one, I
1: think. It opens up, and um, because obviously, you know, when we left them... Um, Crichton and Dargo were hanging out in space. Yeah. Dying. Yeah. And Aaron was like, I can't scoop them up because they'll spot me. She
0: was in a prowler. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Um, Talon had been taken by Krace. Yeah. And Moya had just starburst.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, they were all in a difficult position. So this one, um, it opens up. Um, with, um, well, it opens up in a rather interesting place with, uh, them being under attack from, uh, what they're called, the aliens from PK Tech Girl, um, I can't remember uh, what they're called. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, um, apparently it's a dream from, from, uh, from Crichton, uh, who basically wakes up. Um and they're on this sort of abandoned asteroid, they were saved. Um by Aaron saved them. Yeah, and Aaron yeah. yeah. Aaron, Aaron saved them. Um uh obviously with help of uh Grace.
1: And and Dargo and Crichton are just busy playing rock, paper, scissors.
0: That's slightly later on.
1: I know, um, but I love that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so basically this, this one sort of yeah, they're sort of stuck there at the minute. Um Aaron is sort of keeping from them to start with that, um, you know, that she made this deal with Crace. Yeah, um, it's it's like there's
1: there's sort of you can tell something's wrong, um, and then all of a sudden she's on Talon with Crace.
0: Well, no, you get she literally uh talk talks to him before we see her again. Uh, but when we that's the first time we see her again mm. is when she's talking to Crace uh in her Prowler, I think. Um, Cause she's she's like uh, you know we had the agreement or whatever, so yeah. you know that things are going on. Um, but yeah, basically she's allowed Crace to sort of train. Well, not sort of train, but you know, protect she's
1: helping Crace, basically to connect with Talon. Yeah, because they're um, sort of going
0: to try and co pilot, aren't they?
1: Yeah, because, you know, with Talon being this new type of um, ship and that, and um, Crace wants to have control, obviously Talon trusts um, Aaron more than Crace at the start. Mm. So she's, you know, she's she's basically offered that up so that um, Crace would help save...
0: Crichton and Dargo yeah uh this I mean this one's really interesting I mean we already picked up I think um both of us we we sort of said didn't we that uh Crichton definitely has a bit more of an edge in this one I think yeah you know um he literally storms Talon in one bit and you know obviously gets Krace back to Moya. um you know him alone you know and it's they, you know, he's gone from sort of, you know, this uh, fish out of water kind of, you know, really out of his depth. um, To a take
1: charge kind of guy. Yeah.
0: And, you know, but there's some really nice scenes here. I mean, him sort of going like, not like pushing, um, our, like, understanding her and, he like, knowing... He actually
1: talks to her. Yeah. There's no it sort of miscommunication so
0: here, is there? There's no miscommunication of, like, uh, or, like, you know, oh, we're going to hold back and we're not going to communicate. No, he literally goes to her, look, you need to talk, you know, um because yeah. there is something wrong I can tell that and it's like you know what are we? you know yeah it's friends. like
1: he's very observant and he knows there's something wrong and he does say when he's like peed off about something you know he does get really angry about certain things mm. but he also is like you know he gives some chance he's like you know just tell me what's going on and yeah I mean he does get a bit Angry. Annoyed
0: about what happened, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you should
1: have left us to die. It's like, it's, no.
0: it's, um it's really good. <laughs> um, some really good scenes here. Uh, we also see, um, uh, blah, 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 Zahn, um, yeah. trying to return to her old ways doing the, the seek. The it's
1: almost like she's just sort of, um, checked out because,
0: yeah, she's. Because of everything that's been happening, I think she's sort of like, you know, she's trying to just close in on herself and she's like returning to this seat thing, isn't she? Yeah, so just
1: ignoring, um, you know, her friends being in danger and all that. Well, as
0: Aaron brings up, one of my favourite scenes actually. Yeah, that's Aaron sort of basically going, no, 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 this is really selfish. Yeah. You can say you love me, but I don't care. Like, you know, you're not actually really doing anything. It's really interesting
1: because obviously it's an observation on that whole, you know, turn the other cheek sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: because, you know, people sort of say, you know, you can't retaliate. And at the end of the day... Well, I think it's know,
0: also um, slightly like, you know, that whole thing of going, oh, um, you know, hopes and prayers or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, okay, but you're not actually going to help, are you? Yeah, and you're it's not like, actually
1: doing anything by that. And it's like, yeah, how how do you make change? It's like, okay, so so you're not contributing to it, but you're also not um, helping in any way.
0: Mm. Not really. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it that that was a that was an absolute fantastic scene i thought um but i mean a big part of this one is obviously the stuff with moira and talon again and and obviously Crace and talon and you know um and obviously at the end um talon chooses Crace, which is quite a
1: yeah it's like honestly big moment yeah it is it's the hand of friendship isn't it yeah like that, that yeah, he the, holds
0: out the it's, friendship. It basically it implants a implants neural it, chip so yeah. basically it can connect directly to the mind of talent basically so they are in direct link um, yeah so he's
1: kind of like the pilot um because they're connected in that way
0: yeah yeah obviously not in like a big chair thing
1: that was a really good impression of pilot
0: thank you um <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, what what was I saying? So, yeah, so basically... So, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, he's attached. And obviously, I mean, that is really well sort of built up. And, you know, obviously Aaron trying to take it off him and, like, that sort of, like, okay... Consequences of, um, you know, but Chris is outside of the peacekeepers now. Like he's sort of like them, but he's not a good guy. You know, he's he's exactly. still a, he's still a dick. Um. <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> he's very every, cocky.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you kind of do understand him in some ways. He's he's it's great because you do get a lot of these really morally grey sort of. You like you do really like Chris. I love the fact that we are getting more of him and he's getting more and more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. As and you he's like he's kind him. of
1: like a bad penny. He keeps turning up, and 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 you love to see it. You know, you yeah. really want to. See I mean,
0: him. I I think one of my main issues with series one, I think, was that we just didn't get enough of Chris to really cement him as anything much. But now that we're really getting more character stuff with him, I do really like it. Um, I really love the the
1: fact the fact that he's like. Um, you know, it's like, oh, he helps, but then he's also not really. He's a help the, and a hindrance his, at the same yeah, time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, it's like he helps, but only towards his own. I mean, it's such an interesting as well.
0: progression as well, because I mean, obviously, from go- going from absolutely wanting to kill Crichton at all times to now just sort of not really minding Crichton, it's like you know, yeah, um, is just such an interesting uh, progression, I think. Yeah. Um, And obviously... Well,
1: particularly because um, at the end as well, he sort of says to Scorpius that he's killed Crichton Mm -hmm. with his bare hands, and uh, it's kind of like, well, is he, like, protecting Crichton there, or what's going on? Well,
0: it's more to get at... Well, as Scorpius says, I think it's more to get at Scorpius himself, because obviously he put him in the Aurora chair and everything, didn't he? Yeah. Sort of basically, you know... (laughs) <laughs> just ruined Krace. Um I mean to be fair yeah, you could, could say destroy that destroy him, didn't you? Um it. I mean to be fair you could say well, everything that uh, everything that uh, Scorpius did, yeah, tried to destroy him. But you could say that Crace Put himself on that path because of his trail of vengeance. But um, it's a very, you well, know, yeah, it's very absolutely. interesting. I mean, I mean that's,
1: that's the thing, isn't but it? But basically, Quite often that is downfall.
0: It's also interesting as well because obviously um, in the last series we had um, Scorpius himself saying, Oh, um, he's now, you know, a runaway, I'm in charge, you know, he's not part of the Peacekeepers anymore. But it's interesting because in this. Uh, episode we obviously get Grace, uh basically going I denounced the peacekeepers I'm not a peacekeeper anymore so it's interesting that he's taking that now because like he already wasn't like he, he knows that he can't go back there technically I mean he's in communication with um, Scorpius but he knows as soon as this is done that he would be buggered so it's like there's there's no like really he does know he's not part of 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 that team but like it's that fact of like tearing that off which i think is very interesting and will lead to some interesting consequences in the future
1: yeah definitely definitely um
0: so i'm very interested to see where this whole storyline goes uh this also has some really fun moments with uh crichton and dargo as you said the rock paper scissors i loved him playing rock paper scissors on his own Yeah, Dargo. Yeah.
1: He's like, he just does not understand it. It's like, why does that beat that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And.
0: I just loved him playing it on his own. Yeah,
1: playing it on his own was so funny. It's like, what?
0: (laughs) And obviously we have the team, the best. Yeah, Rigel and Shana, who I just love together.
1: Rigel and Shana are just, yeah, the gruesome twosome. I love those two together. They're so snarky to each other.
0: Um, and as we've said before, I mean, we're going to talk about it a bit more in the next one, um, for the next episode, uh, in the, in this episode, but for the next, you know, Filescape episode, uh, but like the, the stuff between like Pilot, Moyer, and Aaron and Talon and that, it's really good.
1: It's just, fantastic. It's really so interesting. interesting. And
0: I like, did not expect them to go down this route. But it's no. just, It's probably one of my favourite routes they've gone down. And, like, the pairings are so interesting because it's not just, oh, you go, you, you you know. We get interesting ones. Like, obviously, we've got Crichton and Aaron. And, you know, they they have a sweet snuggle at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, it's... It is interesting. I mean, the question, obviously, at the end of the episode as well, um, raising of, like... Has um, Christ changed? You know, from uh, from Crichton. So it'd be very interesting to see where it all goes and how, you know, what what it leads to. Because yeah, um, yeah, I I really don't know. I mean, I know bits and pieces about the series, like I like I've said, I do know things about the series, but I still don't know like the overall arc or like everything that happens. You know, I do know that there are certain things. Um, but mostly I'm pretty blind, pretty blind. Um, I mean, you are completely blind. You've got no idea where this I've is going. I've got no
1: idea, yeah. You, I'm, I'm you, just you like have literally just no
0: going, clue as to anything.
1: I'm ju- I'm just along for the ride and I'm really enjoying it. <clears throat> I love, um, yeah, the directions that things are taken. I love the fact that it doesn't just, you know, there's, there's quite often there's a... Um, temptation to dwell a lot on like romantic attachments and that but it's great because it doesn't just do that it's it's you know yeah it has a lot of other stuff a lot of other relationships yeah between people and it's really interesting
0: it is so let's go (laughs) on to the next episode then so um this one is the vitus mortis vitus mortis (laughs) <laughs> so this was an interesting one because this kind of returns to the sort of series one, you know, thing of yeah. sort of kind, not monster of the week, but sort of story of the week, adventure of the week kind of thing. Yeah. So this one, um, it it did felt kind of, feel kind of weird. Cause it, was it was
1: bizarre because it like opened up and it was like... Wait, wait, hang on. What where where are we? What's happening? What's yeah. what's going on? Because
0: basically they <laughs> starburst off at the end of the last episode mm. and it just literally opens them up opens up to them walking into a castle. And it's like, you know. Um I must yeah, so say I they, they look great in all their gear. Yes. They do, yeah. Um Truly. Mm. I
1: love Zan's um, you know, her high-necked Yes,
0: Yeah, yeah Those that was are cool. Very
1: nice.
0: Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, this one is about Dargo going off to, uh, this, uh, finding this old Luxon holy woman, um, who
1: she's is close. The,
0: she's an Orokin. She's apparently. an Orokin. She is a Luxon, but she's an Orokin, which I, I... I it, think...
1: it reminds me of the native of like the oracle. Yeah, so like I'm guessing she's like a
0: special Luxon, like a you know. Um, well, so it's in...
1: like like elders become like you know like oracles because yeah, because they know so much stuff because yeah. they've been around so long and seen it all and 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 can pass down that knowledge or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, although, to be fair, she seems to just be living in mostly alone in a big old castle. Yeah, Well, um, she's been
1: stuck there, I think, for, for nine arms,
0: was it? Uh, um, no, arms is like um, cycles. Oh, nine cy- cycles, sorry, yeah. Because yeah. arms is confused. like hours, I think, or something yeah. like that, isn't I it? I
1: always get really confused by the. Because <laughs> there's. Yeah,
0: there's Microts, I think, is minutes, arms is hours, and then cycles is years. Yeah. I That's think. it. Nine cycles. Um,
1: she's been there, so she's been stuck there because she's too old and frail to do anything else. Yeah. And they've sort of, you know, just left her there.
0: Exactly. So Dargo's
1: going to go and help her pass on to the next life. I think, isn't he? Yeah.
0: So he's going there because she's close to death. Um. So it's this. He's he- basically going to help her in this death ritual. Um. It's this thing that is very, you know, significant. It's an honour to do it um as a and it's really
1: interesting as well because obviously um dargo and zahn are both like really like oh this is amazing this is such an opportunity um you know you get to glimpse the other side um it could all go wrong and you could die but you know it's amazing honor and crichton is just like what the hell i did not agree to this you're my friend you're not gonna die
0: yeah exactly and i love Um, that but this one's really interesting because it does tackle that whole thing of, like, um, you know, in some interesting ways of, like, uh, the, you know, if you could get more life and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's like, so basically what happens is they do the ritual, but she grabs on to a, um, a strong force, which she thinks is Dargo, but actually turns out to be Moya, um, And basically it makes her young. Yes. Um and it's basically destructive to Moira so it basically leads them to having to kill her basically. Yes. <laughs> um but she's not evil. No. Um she's not evil. She's very
1: tempted to keep her.
0: She is. Serious. And she she obviously wants <clears> to try and <throat> figure can... another way of like keeping it but also helping Moira as well.
1: It's interesting because honestly you couldn't blame her Having gone back to being youthful and that, Mm. Um, you know, especially the
0: connections she made with Dargo, and still knowing
1: stuff as well, yeah, and still being the person that she was as an Oricon, but Mm. being in a younger body, yeah, that's very tempting.
0: Yeah, and Um, obviously the connection with Dargo as well.
1: I was going to say, but people who who want to like live on and on and on and on and on with an old body that's getting more and more defunct um you know it's for me that's like something I'm just like nah don't don't understand that at all
0: yeah that was rather quiet she said she doesn't understand that at all
1: I'm sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) you probably heard sometimes
1: I've got a massive gob and other times I've I'm very quiet
0: well it's because she always sits back so she's, like, leaning back and then she'll just sort of go really quiet and it's like...
1: I'm just <laughs> chilled,
0: mate. Yeah, you're chilled. Um, but, yeah, so this one is rather interesting. There's some really great moments in this. Uh, it's not as good as the last episode, but it is a fun one and it's a good one. Um, it's just got
1: some interesting observations. Like it has, in it yeah. Uh, but, with, but even when they do, like, an episode of the week, it's like it has something to say.
0: It does. No, I, I do agree. I do agree. Um... But this this one does have some interesting moments. Um specifically I really liked the fact that Dargo, you know, obviously trusts Crichton quite a bit and they have yes. this sort of interesting bond, which I'm really liking and is sort of being explored more and more. Like, you know, obviously Aaron tries to shoot um uh the, the, the Holy Woman. N Nilan uh is her name. Nilan, yeah. Um, not Lam,
1: It's lamb. Oh Nilam. Ne-
0: yeah, nilam. Uh, no, not nilam. So I keep, I keep saying it wrong. Nilam. Yeah, nilam. Uh, I think so. Anyway, I could be wrong there. <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, um, you yeah, know, and she then tries- Dargo
1: goes and and push it puts himself in front of her, and it's like it all goes slow motion. It's like oh my god.
0: Yeah, you think he's gonna get What's You you think he's gonna get deadied. Um. But, yeah, you know, obviously Crying comes down and, and it, uh, you can obviously see that, like, uh, Dargo is, like, going, look, I know others won't understand, but I'm going to try and appeal to you. Um yeah. And it's like, you know... But it it's a really difficult thing, and it's like, you can really... You know, he did a really good performance, the actor, actually, in this episode.
1: Oh, fantastic. Um, Anthony yeah. Simcoe, isn't
0: it? Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He He's great as always he's but,
1: fantastic yeah
0: but in this but one this especially one, yeah you know especially sort sort of like you know
1: you really feel his pain because you do yeah again again he's been offered things and had them snatched away from him and you know? it's really taken a toll on him mentally mm. and he has to come through and be really strong as well for yeah. nilan at the end um you know it's it's really hard
0: yeah it's nice, though. It's a refreshing story because generally these things tend to be like, oh, they'll run away and then they have to stop them and it's like, oh, uh, no, But it, it felt more like, okay, these are real characters who... Can I just you know. say
1: the writing is magnificent. They go places that other um series don't go. I'm just so in awe and just in love with it because I just think it doesn't go where where you think it's going to go yeah. from like years of watching things and honestly more people should watch this
0: i mean as a as a, as a sci-fi fan it does feel really refreshing um it honestly it's
1: definitely my favorite sci-fi ever i think
0: yeah I mean, because obviously I'm a massive Doctor Who fan, but honestly, this is one of those things where, you know, when I I watch Doctor Who, I always get that feeling of this is something special and um, something fresh. And I get the same feeling from this. Yeah. You know, this this it doesn't feel like anything else. Um, And that's the same thing I get with Doctor Who, and I'm really happy that I've got another one of those. Yeah. Because while I do love a lot of other shows, and I do, you know, no shade to them, no sort of, you know, no... There are, you know, there's a lot of great shows that well, do take things these today, things... You know,
1: and different people appreciate different things. So, And there's nothing wrong with that at all.
0: No. And I do think these shows are good as well. But this does feel like something fresh and like... I've never seen anything like this before. Like, there's a lot of elements that are... Similar, Like, it takes a lot of similar elements, but it makes something fresh and new, and it fills wholly its unique self, which I absolutely love. It's the reason why it drew me in in the first place.
1: I adore it. I Um, always really look forward to the next episode. I'm just like, I really want to know what's happening, and, you know, and I love every single character is just...
0: Oh, I mean really we are hot. like series 2 is very highly regarded there's some very oh, yeah. classic episodes in here so I'm very excited to watch We did forget
1: them. though to mention about the about Rigel's butt
0: Rigel's butt getting stuck in that in was really hole
1: because Moya's hole's breached and and um and so like you know obviously Rigel gets sucked into the hole but he Winnie the poos it it gets stuck mm. And yeah, and, and it's really funny because like Aaron, Aaron's like going outside to see what the damage is, and she's like, yeah, "Yeah, there's a big hole and there's a butt hanging out of it," you
0: know. <laughs> and uh, she's like, "He's like, was it damaged?" And she's like, "I wasn't looking at too too closely." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks intact and then
1: though. Channa as well because she gets stuck in the. They're
0: all getting stuck oh, in these yeah. episodes.
1: <laughs> like, literally, all getting stuck.
0: It is it's a fun great. one. Yeah.
1: Luciana and, and Rigel snarking at each other. And also Crichton as well. He's like,
0: don't move! Yeah. Um, but we, uh, like I said before, this one has some really. Like, I just love the sort of relationship between Aaron and, you know, the the Moya and Pilot. It's just really oh, interesting. Yeah. It's I said really that well to you, done. didn't I, yesterday? Because yeah. I was
1: like. Um, we were watching that and I absolutely love that bond that Erin um, is getting with the pilot and, like, talking to pilot. And And, and Moya, out,
0: obviously, as well. Lots
1: of other stuff about pilot. Because she's felt that bond with Talon, obviously. Yeah. And so she feels really bonded to pilot and to Moya. Mm. And so...
0: Um, it's interesting. Um, I find it really interesting that pilot is basically, like... Uh, sort of the communication vessel for in a way. Like, he's sort of the in-between. Which I find, like, a really interesting idea because a lot yeah. of these sort of sci-fi shows, you know, that I mean, obviously, a lot of these ships are not alive. Um, but even where the the ships, like, are either, you know, you know, so, I mean, you know, closest thing I can think of is obviously the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's not really like that because, like, even though it's alive and the Doctor does communicate with it, it's quite a very different feeling. It does still feel very far off, whereas Moya really does feel like a living, breathing being that has emotions and, and you know, I mean, a lot of the time, you know, she's very, um, like, headstrong and, like, going, no, I'm going for Talon or, you know, this, that and the other. And it's, you know... Yeah, she
1: makes her own decisions. Um, but I was going to say, actually, that was one of the really interesting things, wasn't it? Because we were discussing the fact that Aaron goes and literally tries to kill um, mm. the uh, Nilan. Mm. and um, and I was like, yeah, because she's got that bond with Moya. She wants to kill the thing that's killing Moya. Yeah, and you know it's kind of a knee jerk reaction. It is,
0: yeah. No, I like it more on on on. Rethinking about it to be fair
1: yeah, totally I you know I just think
0: I think my initial that's reaction such an interesting my, thing. my initial reaction was this seems a bit odd, like, whoa, hang on a minute, what, but now thinking about it, it does make a lot well, it's of really sense.
1: interesting because I think you get things that I don't get quite a lot of the time, mm. and um well, like with um what was that I was talking about earlier, something, um anyway, um
0: what the invincible. <laughs>
1: Well, that honestly too. there's various things i mean you know doctor who invincible and this um i've said things and you're like no you explain it and i'm like oh yeah of course that makes sense that makes more sense um but yeah on this on this level i'm like yeah Erin totally totally bonds bonded with um moya she, you know she feels so god this so is my favorite show <laughs> she feels so close to yeah. her now and you know she You can see that with how she's talking and interacting with Pilot. Mm. She doesn't just see it as an extension of this ship that's getting them places. She's, like, you know, um, really attached to them. Yeah. And cares when they're hurting.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Perhaps more so than anyone else, even though, you know, they all love Moira and and care for her and everything. But, like, Aaron's got this special bond.
0: I mean, because obviously... She was partly turned into a pilot.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely.
0: As well, which obviously gives her that insight as well, which I really like. It sort of starts her on that path, because then she sort of, she understands Moira a bit more, I think. That's what leads her to understand her more. And then she sort of seeks to know more as well. I mean, she's constantly asking questions and, you know... Yeah, I am um,
1: absolutely loving I love the the, the last,
0: the, the sort of the last scene of the episode being her asking how long, you know... Um, pilot will live and, and it's it's just and it's that the sort of
1: bond between the pilot and the ship so the you know pilot could actually live for a thousand cycles yeah and moya would live less but pilot would die basically go down with the ship yeah he,
0: he now we'll that he's bonded
1: with this ship. now that
0: he's bonded he will die along with Moya. Yeah. so yeah, yeah.
1: And um, but I'm absolutely loving the arc that um, Aaron's going on her, you know, her growth and and that. I'm
0: really interested to see uh, how they take how they take all these characters. I mean, you know, and and Dargo is going on a great arc, and so is Zahn. and I just I love all of them.
1: Same.
0: I'm excited to see how uh, Rigel and Chara are going to be sort of move. Like Chara well, gonna...
1: is obviously very attached to Dargo, isn't she? Is she, yeah, she was getting a little bit of the jealousies there with uh, Neilan. She's like, Oh, she was washing his clothes, like you know,
0: fair, yeah. Oh, I just really like that scene where she was like, Um, I no, I like him, and she's like, Yeah, you know, uh, when when Aaron Aaron's... turns
1: up and she's just like, Oh, can you wash my clothes as well? And she's like, No, what am I your slave?
0: He's like well, you're doing Dagos, and she's like, well, I like him. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. But then her and uh, Rigel snarking at each other because they're both stuck. <laughs> yeah. It's so
0: funny. I love them. They've got a kind of, like, um, sort of cheeky sibling kind of vibe Exactly
1: what on. I was going to say, yeah. Like, they're, they're like
0: not, siblings. like, best of friends, but they're, like, you know, they're...
1: She has... Chana <clears throat> has got this childlike quality about her, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and they are very naughty together. Yeah, they do naughty things. I love they it. Egg each other on, and then they snark at each other and squabble.
0: Such a good show. Watch it if if you're uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, please watch it. <laughs>
1: yeah and stick with it, because honestly it just gets better and better and better. I mean,
0: I do think that series One is a really strong series, but it like is, even no. if you're not like you're going oh I'm not not a ton of, not a massive fan of it, please stick with it because it's just it's so good, it is so good, and I know that you know it's just going to get better and better i mean um it's just it's wonderful, it I love honestly it so much. my mind
1: i've never been um a massive massive sci-fi fan you know i like star wars i like doctor who but this has
0: my heart yeah it has my heart as well which is impressive because generally i i've really struggled to find other sci-fis that really get me like you know something like doctor who but this really has i must admit yeah um especially like american sci-fis i i do struggle with them yeah so this one, damn, is it good. Damn, is it good. It's amazing. I'm really excited. And I know that, uh, not the next episode, but in the next podcast episode, we will be talking about one of the favourite episodes. Oh,
1: I'm excited. I want um, to
0: watch it now. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Taking taking the Stone is is like a, you know, not a fan favourite, but... Crackers Don't Matter is supposedly a fan favourite. Everybody loves it. Everybody, you know, raves about that one. So I'm very excited to see what all the fuss is about. Um, It is supposedly very good. And it sort of starts a sort of thing of, um, you know, uh, some stuff apparently that's... um,
1: This is my best show. I love
0: it. I love it. Yeah. Right then. So that's the beginning of series two done we're you know we're we're, yep. we're really getting into it now uh well we're into it now i, I mean you know we're gonna we'll, you know move on so yeah let's move on in the pod on this episode of the podcast on to you know something our next, else yeah on to the next thing okay then uh so after a bit of a false start <laughs> i pressed it by accident um we're on to we're our second segment. So, of the... I should move this back a bit. Right, okay, there we go. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, Right, yeah. I have yeah. no
1: idea why I did
0: that. No, neither do I. There was probably a loud, like... Just then, because I moved, moved the uh, thing back a bit. Uh, right, okay. So, we're going to be talking about... A film!
1: Hey!
0: Uh, as we did, I think, last week. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I, I think that was clueless. Don't look at I th- me. I think that was the clueless week. So we're doing it we're doing another film. This time, uh it's from the 70s. Yes, 1973. And that is Westworld. Ooh. The, yeah. So obviously this uh is the basis for the for the series, they yeah. uh which I think is more of a sort of dark and grittier and, you know, yeah sort of thing. Um
1: but this is super cool. This is something I I um, really liked. I remember watching it when we were kids and stuff. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, it's a great. It's great film. Yeah, uh, it, it's just
0: really fun, um, <laughs> practically. It
1: that's it. That's that's all we're going to say about it.
0: Yeah, okay, right, there we go. <laughs> End of segment. Okay, next. Uh, no, anyway, so let's no. actually talk about this.
1: Of course we're going to ramble on for hours.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this was my first time watching this. <laughs> Um watched it the other day as the time of recording, which doesn't really make any difference to you to be honest, but you know. Um we we just sort of you just sort of switched on, didn't you? Um, Yeah,
1: I was like, oh, what was it we were going to watch on BBC iPlayer? Um, And I had a look, because I couldn't remember what it was that we realised was on there recently. And it was Westworld came up, and I was like, brilliant, because I've been wanting to rewatch it for ages. Years, in fact. Because I think the last time I watched it was a lot of years ago. Mm. You know, I, I definitely haven't seen it within the last
0: sort of 10, 15 years. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So, um, what... I mean, where should we start with this one? Okay,
1: well, I'll start off with the whole fact that it is... Um, It's written and directed by Michael Crichton, and obviously um, he was quite famous author. Yeah, quite a very famous author Um, who wrote Jurassic Park. Yeah, the the original. And you can uh, actually see the um, similarities. Yeah,
0: you definitely can. This film feels a bit like a cross between Jurassic Park, the second half with uh, cross with uh, Terminator, and also it did feel a bit like a Doctor Who story, but with a budget. Yeah. Um, I could easily picture with the, the With a higher Bama.
1: budget, you mean?
0: Well, I'm just going to say a budget, because, you know, Doctor Who barely had a budget <laughs> back in the <laughs> day. Doctor Who
1: was polystyrene, and, and this was like... Well,
0: yeah, as we were saying, um, you went, oh, uh, fantastic Move polystyrene, polystyrene acting.
1: acting.
0: And I was like, well, no, it's probably tin. <laughs> so yeah, exactly,
1: man. exactly. It
0: was um,
1: upgrade from polystyrene. But, yeah, I mean, it, and also... Your brinner is the vis- velociraptor. Some <laughs> velociraptor.
0: Velociraptor. <Visceral> velociraptor. <laughs> um, I'm
1: not drunk. I promise. Yeah, I just can't there sleep. isn't an
0: actual velociraptor in this. Although that would have been fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely the velociraptor though. I was gonna say he was the T Rex, but I was just like, no, that just no, the
0: velociraptor. Yeah, the
1: velociraptor because of the you know the hunting and yeah the t-rex is kind of just a just kind of a well the t-rex is rex in toy story (laughs) yeah
0: exactly um okay but yeah, so should we should we say what this film is about for the people who don't know yeah home? that's
1: probably a good idea
0: actually um isn't it? so <laughs> this film because that was sort of where i was heading before you sort of. Started. oh i'm sorry i was like I gonna go t- oh i don't know where to start maybe as we should usual, start with what it's about as but obviously usual, you took I could- it to mean i didn't know where <laughs> i was going
1: As usual, I have totally derailed everything. My plans,
0: my plans.
1: What a surprise. I don't know what
0: that accent was. Um.
1: No, I don't know.
0: So yeah, so the film is basically um I mean, I like, take it is take it is kind of set in the future yeah. in some way. And um it's basically
1: Yeah, definitely set in the future. I mean, did you see the way they were getting to the result? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I didn't know if it it's was like, like
1: Stingray, Stingray. I... <stimulate> <Linkedin>
0: yeah, but I didn't know if it was like, oh, as in like the future and like, oh, it's like a few like years time and it's like oh we've progressed to this point or yeah because you know some of them are like oh um they're not like actually set in the future they're just sort of like technically everything's a bit more advanced but like you know it's supposed to be still kind of like
1: jurassic park to be honest because obviously um you know if if you want to suggest that that could possibly happen um don't tell ross um that (laughs) or any paleontologist um, then you know it. It's it's not now, is it? I no. mean, it's 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 going to be in the future. They've made a park, but um, and this is a sort of similar thing. Yeah. So
0: basically, there is this theme park, which is, you know, like for holiday. You know, yeah. um, f- think like for
1: really really rich people because yeah. it's a thousand dollars a day. Yeah. And like this uh, was think... in the seventies, so you can imagine. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of money now.
0: Yeah, think like uh, Disneyland, except. You know, a bit more advanced.
1: It's like Disneyland, but
0: <laughs> but for the bloodthirsty. But, but
1: the pirates of the Caribbean come alive and and shoot the people.
0: Yeah. Okay, so okay. So basically, all right. You can you can calm down and stop Where's wiggling the- wiggling your fingers at me.
1: <laughs> that sounds weird.
0: Yeah.
1: I was just pointing at you. You
0: were wiggling it. Well,
1: though. it just made me think of because there's that line in Jurassic Park, isn't there?
0: what line are you gonna you
1: have go to? To the, yeah it's like Disneyland but if you go to Disneyland the parts of the Caribbean don't come alive and and eat the uh tourists right okay <laughs> so it is you know you were saying it's like Disneyland this but yeah. a little bit more advanced
0: yeah and a bit and for bloodthirsty people uh
1: yeah, yeah
0: so basically what it is is there's like a few different lands that you can go to. So there's Westworld, which is, you know, Wild West. And it's basically filled with robots and it's supposed to be like, you know, really realistic and you, you feel you like. You can you're get living, in
1: fights and stuff. Yeah,
0: and feel like you're living in that place. So you've got Westworld, uh, Medieval Ro- World. Medieval World, yeah, and, and then Roman Rome World. World. Um, which I, I love the fact that Rome World is. Enjoy your desires, like, you
1: know. Oh, yeah, totally. Exactly. That, Bacchanalia, mate. Yeah.
0: Bacchanalia. <laughs> Come on for a minute. Um, clutching the pearls there. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so okay. basically, uh, you've got the robots, and it's like you're supposed to simulate you living like this, you can do the fights, and it's yeah, supposed and to really feel them like you're in there. Because
1: it looks like they're really dying, because they yeah. have like,
0: you um, know. So they look, you know, like us, the only exception is their hands. They yeah. haven't perfected the hands, which I find quite funny. Uh, it, it, they it's quite amusing,
1: isn't it? haven't perfected like, the hands, so you can sort Madame of see. They two swords.
0: Yeah, you can you can see the you know the the roboticness, the robotic. Well, it's like
1: they've got lines that like raised where they're, um, you know, uh, where the joints are in their fingers, isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah, it's a bit weird. Anyway, yes, that's that's so so
0: basically this this does feel like a film of two halves to be fair, because while it is basically uh, they go there and then the robots. Basically, malfunction. term yeah, malfunction and start killing everyone. Or
1: do they malfunction, or do they just be, rise you know, up? They just, yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> well, it's never, it's never, well, it's never, it's never, it's
0: never like you know, it's never clear. It's never like said specifically. It's never stated, no. is it? It's like there is apparently what seems like a virus, um, sort of like a computer virus or something like that. That's making them all malfunction, supposedly. But it could yeah. be, a, you know.
1: Yeah. But it's really funny because, um, I mean, one of the things that, I, <laughs> that made me laugh when we were watching it yesterday was um, the guy on there who's, who's like going, oh, yeah, you know, the computers made them and we don't really know how they work. And <laughs> I was like, what could possibly go wrong? wrong. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so as I was saying, again... <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. We 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 talk <laughs> about this. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so as I was saying, it feels like a film of two halves because the first half is kind of just like you seeing them, like, you know, you follow these two characters, basically. They go to the, the park. I mean, you know, there's loads of different characters, but you, you, you basically follow those two. Well, there's not loads of them, but, you know, follow these two, basically, and they're going to Westworld, and it kind of just, the start of it kind of feels kind of comedy, actually. It does. It's, and you're it's sort of seeing charming, how it all it? works. And it, it's quite interesting because it kind of builds up, you know, it's slowly building up to the moment when they all malfunction and start killing everyone. Um, And there's sort of like mini malfunctions and then it's like to get worse and worse and worse, which I quite enjoyed. But you're sort of seeing, you know, I quite like seeing how it all works and like, you know. Yeah. Because you kind of see the behind the scenes. It kind of feels slightly... um, you know like your sort of documentary in a way with the sort of like you, you yeah sort of see the you know them enjoying it and then you also see the background the behind the scenes kind of thing yeah like the you know when they, well, they picking starts... all of the dead robots up <clears throat> and or the the ones that have been shot and like i really like that how they come in the night and then put it all yeah. up and like take them away but it
1: starts out doesn't it with um somebody interviewing people yeah literally just come back from yeah it's words.
0: basically like an ad at the start mm. isn't it um, and they're like how was it I really liked that it was really funny
1: it was and what did you enjoy most the men <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I shot for people or something like that, that was great yeah, yeah. Um, that was great it was like real blood <laughs> it was like Yeah, it's like real bloodthirsty people. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, it's basically them living out there. Working customer
1: services. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's like take this, you (laughs) bastard. Um, You call me. Um, uh, right yeah <laughs> so but yeah so basically um, yeah you're sort of seeing them in, indulge their deepest desires yeah um, and it, it's quite fun um, and the you know you've got some fun little minor characters um, and it all just kind of builds up until basically everybody dies everybody's, everybody's dead day. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I
1: can not say that because also Red Wolf did something that i think yeah wax
0: a spoof. it's got to be a spoof surely it's yeah. got to be a spoof of that film uh, which is a, it was a, that's a fun episode it is. um
1: yeah
0: but yeah so it you know it's it's really fun honestly uh, and then the second half is basically you know all the robots uh have killed everybody basically and you've got this one guy what's his name
1: um, so, we don't... In the film, he doesn't have a name. Doesn't he? Oh, okay. Oh, well, Um, are we talking about... Sorry, are you talking about the robot or are you talking about the actual guy? The actual guy. Oh, sorry. Right, okay. So Sorry, I thought you were talking about the robot. No, I'm not talking was about, like... about
0: the robot. I wouldn't have asked if I was talking about the robot. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So, um, the actual guy...
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, where is he? Oh, he's a bit late in this roster. Um... Hang on, give us give us a second there. Folks, <laughs> we're just going to go silent this now. This is my at-
1: actual, usual load of bollocks, isn't it, really? Where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm guessing it's this guy, Richard Benjamin, who plays Peter Martin. Yeah, I
0: think it might be, because I, I think he calls him Peter, but I can't remember. Yeah, it
1: looks like him. Does it? I don't know. It does, it does. Just put a moustache on him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He got a mustache, a mustache, a mustache. mustache, If you've only got a mustache,
1: and he does in the film,
0: he does. He doesn't (laughs) in that picture though. Yeah, so it's
1: him. It's him basically. So it's it's Peter, um, and he's going along with someone who's already been before, who is John Blaine, who's played by Josh Brolin. And I will just say, father of oh. James Brolin, sorry, father of Josh Brolin. i got it the wrong way round. Yeah. James Brolin, who is the father of Josh Brolin. I was going to say. is in um, the Avengers, um, you know, as Thanos.
0: Yes. I was going to say, I, when you said that, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not sorry, him. Sorry, I got it
1: the wrong way round. <laughs> I
0: was too excited. I was like, he looks so like him though. Yeah.
1: um, he they look identical, it's scary.
0: Yeah, so basically this Peter bloke... Also, what is Peter's relation to this other guy? Is he just a friend? I think
1: they work together or something.
0: I was just going to say the sexual or- chemistry there. <laughs> like, seriously. I was like, they... they.
1: I thought they were sharing a bed when they first got
0: So, <laughs> so what, the whole thing though, the whole thing. I was like, watching, I was going, okay, seriously... They seem like, because he was going like, oh, you know, because he broke up, with, he his broke up with his girlfriend. And I'm like, his is he wife, going? I think, oh, sorry, parents, his wife. Yeah, yeah, sorry, his wife. Is he, is he going on this holiday? it's <laughs> a guy who's just like, I, right, honestly, let's go.
1: Honestly, I think that Peter probably broke up with his wife because he, he was in love with John. And um, he was going on this holiday to try and get his end away with him because he didn't seem that interested.
0: No, no, it was really funny. Hookers. With <laughs> the hookers. Because John was like, oh, yeah. This and he was just like. This is great he's <laughs> was like oh god alright okay fine he's um, like <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: well if I have to
0: you know but but busting into the room in, in his in his little in his towel in his towel <laughs> oh my god yeah, and he saving him Sa- and,
1: saving his life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: brilliant right yeah oh, no amazing. just through the whole film I was just like yeah mhm mhm mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway so yeah and, so. and
1: honestly I think John was coming around to it when he was in the bathtub singing because he was getting his little his little grin.
0: Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Aww. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Peter has basically left because... Uh, Poor old... What's his name? John. John. Has been shotten. He's been, he's been shotten. Well, I mean, he, got, he gets bitten shotten. first. Well, he gets bitten first, yeah. He gets bitten
1: by a snake
0: first. Yeah. Not, a robot snake. Not a robot cowboy. No. A robot snake. <laughs> he's a robot cowboy. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah, so he gets shotten, uh, or shotth, and then... D- well, dies, obviously. I am shotth. <laughs> I am shotth. <laughs> <laughs> I like it uh so uh, and it's basically pursue, pursue, pursued Pursueth <laughs> pursueth we're just gonna do everything with Seth uh pursueth um <laughs> through the desert but through the desert by, by the, the gunslinger, gunslinger. Th- th- uh, th-
1: <laughs> the gunslinger, who is played by your brinner, who is a legend obviously um he was in. <laughs>
0: What? i what you were saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mess already. Um, I love
1: it. Oh, my flipping God. As if
0: it wasn't, you know. Wait, it's <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't before this moment. No, no, no. It's, it's always been a mess, but, you know.
1: Oh, my God. Sorry. Uh, I hate IMDb. I can't. Uh, it's like, for God's sake, can you just...
0: The oh. app is better, um, by the way.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I should go on the app then. i was going, no, I don't want to go to the app. Um, what was the... Whoa. <laughs> um, oh, well, okay, so I didn't know about this, but there is um, uh, something called Future World. Like, yes, I know, it's a sequel. They literally made an... I didn't know about
0: that! I did know about this.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm excited now. Well, he was in The Serpent as well, but not the one that I watched earlier. Who's in Anna and the King. Uh like the king and i sort of thing
0: right um
1: yeah oh this is it this is it yes the magnificent seven i think he's he's uh no <laughs> oh, god almighty he's been in so yeah the magnificent seven there you go i mean you know just have a look on imdb because oh and the king and i anna and the king king and i um as the king obviously all right
0: then I'm sorry, but yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, he basically pursued, oh, for fuck's Peshire. sake, pursued, Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't speak today. Uh, by the gunslinger, who I love the eyes of. By the way, He's terrifying. He
1: is Very, really yeah. scary, isn't
0: he? Um, and basically has to try and survive. Uh, and it's fun. It's great. It's it's a lot of fun. I can see why some people wouldn't love it because it's quite a slow film. Uh, you know, there's a very slow build up to the moment and I wouldn't exactly sell it on it being about the robot stuff to be honest. I'd sell it more on the idea of the theme park,
1: I think. Yeah.
0: Because that doesn't happen until the last half. And Which I
1: think it is sold on that because it's called yeah. Westworld.
0: Well, yeah, but I feel like I know it more for the thing and I was expecting more of it in it. But I still love it. I honestly prefer it this way, to be honest. It's great. It's it's a lot of fun. It's quite funny. And it's quite tense as well towards the end. I
1: love their bar fight that they have, though. Yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, prison, uh, jailbreak, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and the horses being um, repaired. Just (laughs) random random horse on the table. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. It's
0: you didn't right, get to see true. my brilliant um impersonation of a, horse, uh, of a horse on, on a, a table.
1: table. <laughs> there.
0: Yeah, it was brilliant though, I, I assure you. It looked it just was like a horse.
1: Amazing. I literally thought I was sitting next to a horse on a table.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, um
1: losing oh, my fucking. I, I think we
0: can move on now.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I really do enjoy it, though. I, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. If you've only seen the series, because I know the series is good. It's good, fun. Supposedly Do not very take good. it seriously. No, no, no. This is the
1: thing. I put it on, and I was like, okay, it, we'll watch this, because we're both quite tired. And I was just like, you know, you don't have to take it seriously. Just, you know, chill out and just watch it. And you loved it, so I was really pleased with that. Yeah.
0: I can say, I, like I say, I can tell why some people wouldn't, but yeah. yeah it, don't expect going into it the same sort of complexities as the series. I haven't watched the series, but I hear that it's quite, you know, complex and like there's lots of different ideas. And yeah, stuff. we're definitely going to like the series that. though. It's not like that. It's kind of, it, it's very light and fluffy and fun, to be honest, is, is sort of what it felt like. It's quite a funny film um, and then, you know, quite, you know, tense and fun at the end as well. Yeah. You know, it's got some great moments in, yeah, really good. Um and it did it did obviously make me think of uh, you know, the Doctor Who story, Android Invasion with Sarah Jane's face falling off. Oh can famously. I also say
1: uh, just like the um riding acting because the guy who played um Peter or whatever his name was, um he looked like he had never ridden a horse in his life and your Brenner looked like he had been born riding
0: a horse. Mm. Which was cool. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Sorry, I like little things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm um, just just silence um, now. Um,
1: yes. um, yeah, the, the, the tumbleweeds are rolling
0: past. <laughs> well, I was just oh, like, I shit, don't. Like
1: I... the gunslinger in the distance. Ah! I,
0: okay. I I I I didn't really know what to add to that. I was just like, okay. <laughs> Right, okay, Um, yeah, I guess moving on again, you know, on to the next moment of section, I don't know what I'm saying, (laughs) onwards and upwards, I guess. Okay then, so finally, um, and honestly, finally. Oh, at
1: long last. Yeah,
0: for, for both things, so finally we've reached the end of the episode of this podcast. But also, it's finally, I have finally read and finished Time Worm Revelation by Paul Cornell. The final um, book in the Time Worm quadrilogy. I think that's the word. In the Virgin New Adventures, which is the first sort of arc or series in the Virgin New Adventures. So if you've, if you've, um, if you've, like, followed the the podcast and also the Twitter, you may have noticed a, a few things. <laughs> so, I started this book uh, a while ago, sort of, when I uh, finished uh, Apocalypse, and then put it down because I wasn't in the right mental state, I just wasn't feeling it, um, and then I picked it up again, and I read a bit, and then everything went a bit tits up um, because, but basically, I was going to hospital, I'm fine, don't worry about me, I'm all right now, but, um, and it wasn't, you know, it was something, I well, you know, wasn't great, but basically, I, um, at that time, I was trying to read this, and if you know about this book, then you know, it's not one that you can just, you know, sit around in a noisy hospital, you know, I mean, it Hospitals are just generally noisy, so it's not one you can just sit around and read. Yeah, you kind um, of want
1: something a bit more sort of light, don't you? Yeah,
0: this was not that. Any of the other Time One books would have been fine, but oh my god, this one, this one, you needed to concentrate on. So, so basically, I uh, I sent out a um, tweet. I, I tweeted out, oh, I've because uh, I think I was reading Murder Game. Uh, I put out a tweet going, oh. I'm putting down murder game for a while because I'm not, you know, jiving with it. Um, So, I'm going to read Revelation. And then, you know, all silence, quiet, what's going on? So, yeah, I basically put it down again and did not pick up. I think I got to about page 60. Um... So, you know, a fair way through, a fair way through, but not, you know, I mean, this is a hundred and, uh, sorry, 220 pages. (coughs) Um, sorry about that. Um, so yeah. And then, um, for you at least, if you've been keeping an eye on Twitter, like I say, you would have noticed that last week, last week for you lot, this week for me, I'm recording it literally after I finished it. Um, last week, I sent out a tweet going, "I've finished it <laughs> out of nowhere." Um, so you know, without with, with that whole story out of the way of of <laughs> trying to finish this bloody book, um, and also I need to um, I I think possibly. My review of Ghostlight should be up before then, so you'll have noticed that I've also read Ghostlight. And I'd also, um, the book I was reading, you know, when I put this one down was Behind Her Eyes. But anyway, you don't actually need to know that. um. So let's talk about this book after, you know, four minutes of telling you a grand old story about me not reading <laughs> um, this book. My God, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, so first of all, uh, be wary, all who listen to this right now, because I'm going to spoil all of it. Um, and I have to spoil, like, the big reveal of the book, because I can't really talk about it without spoiling it. So if this is a book you would like to read, I highly, Go highly... Away. Yeah, I highly suggest you do not listen to this. Um, because... Really, now I did know the spoiler of this book because I stumbled upon it and I sort of knew as I was reading it what was happening because of, you know, stumbling upon the spoiler. And I did actually rather enjoy it, but a lot of people like to go in blind like you do. So, Mum, uh, so, you know, I, I honestly think it would be a great experience going in blind. I had a good time reading it, though. So, yeah, let's talk about it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I gave it four stars. um, So, not quite, you know, top of the range. However, um, I definitely think this was the best of the Time Worm books. Um, The overall series is very, you know, it's kind of mixed. Um, You have some good ones, you have some bad ones, and you have some mediocre ones. Literally, that is what you have. Bad, it's a roller good, coaster. middling, and then, well, I say more than middling, actually. I think it's a little bit underrated, that one. But And then we have Fantastic, actually. This was really good. So, basically, this one uh, picks up straight, well, not technically not straight after, but it, it picks up after uh, Apocalypse, when the time worm has basically, oh, God, it was a while ago now, it, basically it's taken this, like, big machine... Brain thing that's made it all sort of powerful. It basically it became a god in the last book. Um, so it's able to sort of traverse and everything, and it has now um set a trap for the doctor. Um, and this is without putting it mildly, a mind fuck. Uh it's it's one of those books because basically it's these two um you know, enemies. Facing off against each other in this massive game of chess, basically. It's not actual chess. We don't read about chess in this. But, you know, it's kind of, you know... This is the ultimate Seventh Doctor as the Chess Master book. Or one of them, at least. Um, You know, he is playing with everybody in this book. And so is the Time Worm. You know, this is... and and Honestly... For a villain that I think has really been underutilised with the other books, I mean, like, you've only really got um, a a notable, you know, you, you got to see them as a proper villain, really, in the first of the series, Genesis, and then this one. um, You know, the middle two, well, Exodus, you... She was stuck in Hitler's brain. Uh, <laughs> and then this one... Happens
1: to uh, and then some people. I was gonna say the best of us, but I don't think that's
0: true. Yeah. The worst of us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she was she was stuck in Hitler's brain, or mind really, but you know. Uh and then in, in in and then in Apocalypse, um, she was sort of behind the whole thing, but you didn't see her for most of the book. Um, she only really came out at the end. So you you don't really feel like she's much of a threat in the other books, if I'm honest. Even in Genesis, she's kind of, you know, behind the wall, just sort of plotting the entire thing. And, and she's not even a time worm at that point. She's just Ishtar. Um But for for a character that really hasn't proven themselves, they really become a threat in this one, honestly. Um it's really done well, you know, they establish the stakes perfectly, you know, uh uh, Paul Cornell, you know, um, who was obviously a really well-respected author, um, this is his first one, um, and it's, it's really good, it's really well done, um, like I say, we, we finally get to see the Time Worm actually playing the game she constantly said she was playing, um, uh, so, yeah, I, I just, I really like that, I really like finally getting to see, you know, that side of her, um, but also, we're getting to see the doctor really being pushed to his lowest point in a in a lot of uh, a lot of this um and really sort of you know his his chess master way is really coming to bite him in the arse slightly um which i think is is rather fun um and obviously, because obviously, with the, with the TV stories, with the with the TV series with the Seventh Doctor, uh, we got to see him playing that game and using people, and obviously using Ace specifically in um, Curse of Fenric, you know. Uh, but obviously, in the books, they can really ramp that up a bit because we they don't have to hold to the uh you know the they can do the blood the guts the gore the sex the violence you know all of that the cursing and you know so yep. it's sort of taken to a bit more of an extreme uh with this book i will say and, and a big reason why i really struggled to start with and and probably why i can't really rate it higher than 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 a 4 um is you are just plunged in without really any sort of you know idea of what's going on for quite a bit of this book, and while I did know the spoiler, there are a lot of things that you just will not understand, and you will not you know for for a while. Um, specifically, um, let's see his name. I've forgotten his name. Trelaw isn't it something, Reverend Trelaw? gone his actual name, but Reverend Trelaw and Saul, the uh the speaking church, as it were, uh the sentient church, okay. this sort of presence that, that um that isn't actually in the church, it's just sort of there, um, basically. Or it isn't actually the church, but it's in the church sort of thing. Uh, because they built it over, they built the church over the, the sentient thing, over sentient Saul. Um
1: sentient soul <laughs> yeah exactly
0: That's good. I like that yeah um, so yeah so obviously you're meeting these two characters and it's like what is going on and then you know more characters come in and you're like what's going on and then the Doctor and Ace are on the moon and then you know no first they're in Children Boniface then they're in the moon on the moon and you've got um, you know you've, uh, you've got this kid Chad Boyle who has killed Ace Um, as a kid in this, like, what we assume is an alternate reality, um, who's now in a spacesuit on the moon. And you've also got, um, the return of Hemmings from, um, Exodus, uh, who's now also on the moon in a spacesuit and controls some people in a tavern. Um, this is making no sense to you, is it? On the moon or on Earth? the tavern on the moon um the tavern on the moon yeah so basically it does make sense you know and it does and you will sort of understand you know i i'm making it sound more complicated than it really is to be honest but it is it is complicated and there's a lot of like um technical speaking and things just suddenly start happening and you're like okay what's going on um but I think once you, to be honest, once you get to, you know, once you get past the first 60 pages, <laughs> because I was suddenly getting, you know, once once I picked it back up um, and I started reading again, it all sort of started clicking a bit more into place and settling in um, because, you know, the, the, the story had started to get going because I... The thing with this book is that it is kind of us seeing, you know, the the start of this book is us seeing the chess pieces being moved into their correct positions for then the rest of the book to be take to take place. So, you know, um, the Doctor and Ace have to get to the to oh excuse me get to the place. Ace has <laughs> to die um, twice. Like you've just been
1: attacked. By someone.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> just yawning. Is it the time? No, I wasn't yawning. You just went, bleh! Yeah, well, I, there was a, you know, when you get, like, sort of a hiccup, but not a hiccup. Oh, okay. Okay, right, yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah. <sighs> You've lost my train I'm of thought sorry. now. God save God's sake, <laughs> To be honest, this is such a mess of a review, but you know, there we go. So let's actually talk about the thing, because I, I now have to spoil it to really talk about everything else. So the big twist is that um the you know where Ace and the Doctor end up, um where they are for most of the book and what the time worm has done is she's infested the doctor's mind and they are in the doctor's mind basically. Ooh, so it kind of becomes, Exciting. you know, it kind of becomes this, this. Uh, so you basically, this is a really good character piece for the Doctor, um, specifically this one, and I mean all, all versions, but because you know we get to see what it's like in his mind, it actually kind of reminds me of the episode from Red Dwarf, you know the one I mean where Rimmer, Rimmer is on that moon and it sort of takes the shape of his subconscious mind or whatever. Um. So, obviously, they're sort of trudging. And so, all of his mind basically... So, is, the,
1: so is it like um, Ace is like how the Doctor sees Ace, or is it
0: actually Ace? It is actually Ace in his mind. She's oh, been right. taken there by the Time Worm, because she basically gets killed by the Time Worm.
1: That's so weird.
0: And then implanted into the Doctor's mind, um, because basically... It's kind of done in like computer way, so like she basically becomes a bit of data that is then inserted into um, the doctor's mind, basically. And the doctor also has to die to go into his mind. It's all very. It's got got a bit of um... Matrix. No, I was going to say, what's the one with a the... What's it called again? Um... A pod in, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, the, you, mus- okay, the, no, the musical
0: the musical thing that everyone goes you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean inception what <laughs> you know it, like the horn the famous horn i can't, I can't do that
1: one the only the only bits of inception that i can remember are the bits with um what's his face in them
0: it kind of feels a bit like inception as well, because he's got to die to go into his mind, to die to go... No, not really like that. But he's got to die to go into his mind, basically, uh, which is fun. Um, but yeah, so we see all of the other Doctors, and they are in different... Uh, not all of the other Doctors, but they are in different places in this sort of... In his mind, in this, you know. Uh, we, we see... <clears throat> Shut up. We see... Uh... Shut up! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to... Do a review here. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to kick you out in a minute. Okay, um, the naughty step. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So we have. So I think it's three primary. Is it three? I think it's three. Yeah. Three primary um, doctors in his mind. So we have the third doctor. Uh, the fourth doctor. Oh no! Five. I think actually. Um, or is it no four? Um, oh my God! This is so confusing. So you have third? Fourth, fifth, and first. So basically, the first doctor is the first one we see, obviously, and he is the librarian. Um, and so he basically, and also the keeper of a very nice garden. Um, and he <laughs> basically is sort of, I guess, sort of like the memories and and stuff like that. I'm I'm not too sure. I'm not, you know, um. The third doctor basically is in this. Void that he can make stuff, so he lives in like a hippie hut, apparently, uh where they kicked him out off here yeah. um, which is quite fun. I like that uh and then the fourth is the ferryman um and he does also have his own space, but we never see it um but he's mostly known as the ferryman, so he he basically gets them across this river, and then the fifth is uh. Tied up to a tree <laughs> um, for reasons. So. <laughs> well, I say. But basically, and it is really interesting because all of these doctors sort of have a thing. So, the reason the fifth doctor, now he is down the pit, um, and the reason no uh, correlation to the apparently terrible The Pit book that comes later in The Virgin of Adventures, which I will read. Um he is down in the pit, which is basically his conscience. It's it's where all of his, you know uh you know hate the, the like his sort of um I would say self-loathing, but there there is that sort of side of it, you know. There's pit that, of
1: despair. Yeah, kind
0: of basically. Um and the fifth Doctor is kind of that symbol, because he's kind of known as the nice Doctor, and the human Doctor, and obviously he gets, you know, Adric killed, and, you know, so many people die on the run like most other Doctors, but uh, because of that I think he, you know, he feels like, you know, um, that Doctor is the one he wants to keep down, because he has to be the warrior, because otherwise, you know, these these things... Um, he won't be able to win. Um, And it's an interesting seeing into this sort of side of the Doctor. I love you just frowning like, I've got no idea what you're talking about.
1: I'm just, I'm fascinated.
0: Yeah. Um, But it is really interesting. It's really interesting seeing, you know, those Doctors and the sides they take in his mind. And we also see, so basically each place is all very, very different and... We get to see some some different things. Um, one of the more interesting things we get to see that comes about sort of, uh, you know, just before the halfway point, or a bit earlier than that, really, but is um, his his basically uh, uh these people. Uh, <laughs> I'm really struggling here, so basically these people come out and it's basically some of the people that he's that he feels regret to because he either thinks. Basically, he thinks he killed them in some way. So obviously, you've got Adric, um, because he feels responsible for what happened to Adric, and same with uh, Katrina and uh, Sarah Kingdom. Um. So obviously, those are the three main ones that sort of line up. But then you also have, you know, there's uh, those Sil- Silurians, um, because obviously, in the Silurians, the brigadier blows up their base and basically kills them and so i guess he he feels responsible for that because he 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 said that he was going to help them to breed you know to make peace um which you know never happened um because um because of what the brigadier did so he feels you know responsible for that as well um and then you also have like you know other time lords and you know Stuff like that. You you don't get too much information. It's it's very slight it's it's almost as you know you are really seeing this from the perspective of Ace most of the time, um, of inside his mind. So you're catching glimpses of a larger thing here. You don't you know it's not in depth. Um. So you know, it, and it, it, I guess it kind of leads to more questions and answers really, because you know there is. A lot that you still don't know. Don't again. Um, so <laughs> um it's really interesting. Also, the characterization in this is just fantastic. Uh the doctor is done to perfection. Um, you know, we really see him going through the mill here. You know, he is pushed down low. Um, but we also see, you know, we see all the sides of this doctor from the, you know rather egotistical in some ways you know very sort of like he's seems like he's on top of the situation and then you see him sort of when he's like uh crap uh maybe i'm not gonna win this you know and, and different things like that you know you, you really see all sides of him you know, which i really like and his regrets and, and stuff like that But Ace has done really well, and a big part of this story is actually Ace's story. You know, it it feels like it's a double-sided story, both the Doctor's story and Ace's. Um, And it's especially important because this feels like the breakthrough, the natural breakthrough point of the series. I can imagine um, a story, not this story, but a story like this, or not like this, but like... (laughs) That's I mean, as in the elements of this story, the the Ace's elements in this story um, being done, you know, in series 27, you know, had it happened. Because it's that final breakthrough of Ace really accepting who she is and, um, you know, becoming full, I guess. Because we sort of saw that in Series 26 with, like, you, Curse of Fenric and Ghost Ghostlight, you know, with Ghostlight, have hit, her facing her fears and in Curse of Fenric, you know, obviously, the a sort of rebirth that she goes through because she has to accept, um, you know, what she did and, and stuff like that and and her past and everything. Um, and also survival as well, you know, we, we sort of see her with the whole cheetah person thing. Um, but in this one, you know, a big part of the plot is you know once she gets sucked into the doctor's mind, uh, because reasons. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't have time to explain the whole reason behind it. But Ace is basically losing her past and is becoming um, a different person. Basically, sort of. She's becoming Dory or you know, Dotty or. You know, basically she's becoming dorothy and not ace um the ace that she's fought so hard to be um because obviously her past is sort of uh clouded in this sort of she's always been trying to break away from her past so when she obviously got picked up by the 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 time spinny thing whatever whatever it was and landing on you know ice world you know that was her way of finally breaking away from it, because obviously, you know, she wasn't on paraval anymore, <coughs> so with, with this, you know, she's basically reverting back to her childhood self, and having to, you know, actually accept that part of her, and also move on, and grow up, and all these different things as well, um, and it's done really well, uh, a specific highlight in this is actually when she gets stuck in this, uh, so the sort of third Doctor's world, which Hemming sort of takes over. Um, it, it She gets stuck there, sort of, and it basically starts to, uh, she starts to control it, basically. And so she then ends up in a reality where she's still at home, she's young, but now everything is slightly different. She's no longer a, she's accepted that she's Dorothy. And now she's you know with this friend, and she's very establishment you know um she she laughs along and and she's friends with this um girl, Trisha, who is basically um horrible <laughs> you know she's everything that ace hates, and so you know and so she's revert to this different. The, the kind that she could have been had she you know just gone okay I'm going to be you know French she she has to face the fact that she has to go through the pain to actually become who she wants to be rather than you know the comfortable option which is sit and you know obviously end up becoming um and sitting by and, and sort of not being ace um you know Uh, a big part of this obviously in ghost sight we obviously you know with with the manisha i I don't know how to say her name manisha manisha um but anyway she's a she's a pakistani girl basically uh who who moved over there and obviously we, we obviously hear about how she got firebombed which her house got firebombed which led to ace going to uh the uh gabriel chase so that's obviously a big part of of uh, her life, and obviously she was friends with Anisha and that. Um, but in this reality, she's not, and she's friends with Trisha, who basically, you know, obviously calls her all the names under the sun. You know, there's takeaway is the name for her. You know, this sort of stuff. It's very like racist, horrible stuff. Um, but obviously, she has to sort of push past that because uh, you know there's that whole thing of uh sitting by and just listening to it while you know uh which i i just i think it's it was really well done and manisha's really well characterized in this as well i thought you know um because she's sort of her head element head element she's sort of in her mind so she sees her as you know um but no i i, I found it really well done uh it, it was fantastic it sounds fa-
1: fascinating it yeah. sounds like um you Know it does, it really does sound like something so that the, I,
0: you know, yeah, really interested in reading. yeah, yeah, mm. no, I think you would. Um, so I, the problem is, I just don't know if it's you really want to go through all of the you know hassle of trying to get all of the information to actually go into this book, yeah, um, yeah,
1: which is something you said to me earlier, um, and you know, agree. yeah, but it does, it does, it sounds, really I mean, for interesting, you personally, particularly from the. You know, from the point of view, I mean, it sounds very apt of what's happening now, isn't it? You know, it's like, you, you know, do you, do you sit back um, and just let, let people talk about it? You know, because everyone sort of says, "Oh, well, you know, um, everyone's so woke these days. And it's like, no, but people are just sort of like, you know, talking out about crap that they yeah. see. And, you know, if you just sit back and let it happen, it just gets yeah. worse and worse, doesn't it?
0: But also, I mean, the lovely thing about this is, is it also a very fun book, you know, it's it's the, it's also a very fun book, you know, we have lots of timey-wimey, you know, head scratchy, you know, stuff going on, um, we get some great stuff with the Time Worm and seeing just how evil and twisty-turny she tries to make everything, um, and we get all the side stuff with Treloar and Saul, which I haven't even delved into, and I'm not going to here, but it's great as well, and you know, everything sort of comes together and is wrapped up really well, um, you know, it really satisfyingly as well, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it is a fantastic book, it was really well done, um, it took me a while to get into it, I mean, you have to be in the mood for it, you have to be, you know, okay, this is what I want to read today, sort of thing, rather than, oh, I'm just gonna pick it up and flick a few pages, because that's not, that's not gonna work, um, but it is a fantastic book, and it really does feel like this is the point where um, you've got sorry, I've just got a text message um, <laughs> <laughs> um this really feels like the point where the um. Uh, virgin new adventures really picked up, and and you know, I think it was for me personally, by the way, um, it it felt like it, it is where the. Was virgin... it from Nan?
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's just ignoring me.
0: Well, no, I think it was to me. It's, it's, to be fair, yeah, I'm really bad at replying, so. Yeah. That's probably why. (laughs) I mean, we're recording right now, so you probably shouldn't have this conversation, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, I've forgotten what I was saying now. See, you put me off a bloody topic. (laughs) You really
1: wish that you'd recorded this without me now, don't you? I do,
0: I do, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, right okay so yeah this is really where it feels like the virgin new adventures has properly you know sprung up and, and has started you know this is really what this really feels like the beginning to be honest for me personally um and i know okay so i if you search for virgin new adventures you'll probably come across uh the pop arena videos uh Personally, I'm not a fan of their reviews for the books. Um, They have really good points, but they also tend to uh, grate on me a little bit with some things that they talk about. But there you go. That's just me personally. However, I will agree with them um, when it comes. So a, a thing they keep drawing to, which I do think is slightly like it's just marketing guff, you know. You can't really draw those things because it is, you know... But what I will say is this really does feel like the thing on the back where it goes, story's too broad and too deep for the small screen. This feels like that. You know, this couldn't be done on TV, or at least it couldn't be done on Classic Who. Uh, I mean, I don't think it could have been done now, to be fair, um, because it's just it's mind-bending, um, basically, and there's a lot to it, and that, you know, um, I think they have really struggled. so yeah, it, it's just, it's fantastic, um, okay, so to finish off then, I, I want to just say, because we are getting on now, I, uh, I guess I'd sort of quickly talk about, do I think the Time Worm um, series is overall worth it, obviously, you know, if you're here, you probably don't care about reading them, but um, I will just put my two cents on it. So,
1: Or you've read them and, and you're, you're just interested in knowing what somebody else thinks.
0: True, but I'm sort of talking about are they worth reading, which I guess, oh, okay. you know, yeah. so, which is what I just said. The, I know, the, but
1: I just, you know, Okay. you could be... Still interested in what somebody else thinks, yeah. As, as to
0: so, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, basically, do I think the overall series is worth it? It really bloody depends. Um, I mean, first of all, like if you're someone new, and I will do like an in depth video, I think, on the channel for this, so I'm not going to spend too much time, but I do think that it really sort of depends. Uh, I think overall. Yeah, I think it's a good starter series in the books. There is a kind of thing of like, okay, you know, what type of readers are going to want to go into this? But for Doctor Who fans, yeah, I think overall a pretty good um, series. You know, it's a pretty good arc or whatever you want to call it, you know? Um, It's very sort of, you know, you have one story at the beginning, which is honestly you could do without um I I enjoyed it for what it was but honestly I don't think you really worry you know just research the stuff about the time worm and just move on if I'm honest um because I don't think it's that worth reading but if you're going to read the series I suppose you start at the start so you know if you have the book I guess you read it if it takes your fancy um you know do you I guess Uh, But the rest of the series is pretty good. I enjoyed Exodus. I thought that was a really fun book. It had its problems, but I thought it was really enjoyable and I thought it was worth the read. Um, Apocalypse, I actually thought was pretty good it tends to get bashed on, but I honestly, I enjoyed it, I, yeah, it's very simple, yeah, it's, you know, not the most creative story in the world, and it's very typical Doctor Who, but I quite enjoyed that, I quite enjoyed that from the set, perspective that, you know, we'd had, you know, a story before that, which is, you know, very much, uh, what, you know, it, it, it alternate timeline, and a bit less, uh, of what this sort of general fun alien Doctor Who stuff was, and I just enjoyed it. it, it was fun Apocalypse, I thought, um, I think the hate on it is a bit, bit much, honestly, but, you know, I enjoyed it, it was, it was good fun, and then this one is fantastic, and it is the best of the series, in my personal opinion, um, it, it, it is really good, uh, I gave it four stars, so, yeah, I honestly do recommend it, um, I think the problem is when, you know, sort of going for this book, you sort of do have to know bits and pieces from the other books. But I think if you were going to go into this one, and you didn't want to read the rest. You could research. You could research. I mean, there's not tons. I mean, you really need to know the um, obviously the Genesis stuff, a little bit of the Exodus stuff, because you need to know about Hemmings um, and some stuff that happened there. And you need to know basically all of the ending of Apocalypse, uh, which is fair. It's only a small percentage of the book. You know, you just really need to know the ending of that book. And then I think you're set um, if you wanted to read this on its own. Um, But as an overall collection of books, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good fun. I... I'm excited to move on, though. I, I'm excited that I've now finished this set. I, I was kind of like, oh, God, you know, i got got to try and finish this thing, you know, sort of thing. Um, and I'm just excited to now move on to a new set of stories and a new arc and a new adventure, um, because obviously the next one is Cat's Cradle uh, trilogy uh, with Time's Crucible by Mark Platt, which I'm very, very excited for. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um but overall, this was a good book, a very good book, and uh, a pretty enjoyable arc overall, I thought. Um, it could have been better. Um, but, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I, I really but a good ending. A, uh, yeah, and it had a solid good ending. Yeah, it had a solid ending, yeah. It had a good ending, so I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, after that, just flooding of, of all my thoughts on the book, um, you know, because I, I did have quite a few, you know, thoughts. Um, I I think that's it. Uh, yeah, it, not the most coherent review, but uh, <laughs> it's what it is.
1: Well, since when have we ever been coherent mm. about anything? To be honest.
0: Uh, well, I think my ghostlight review was a bit better in terms of like getting all of like what I wanted out. Whereas this one was sort of like there. There is so much to this book; it's very difficult to talk about it. So yeah, it's sort of where to start. And obviously, with the journey of reading this one, it was a bit difficult. So uh, yeah. Uh, But no, I did enjoy this. So, ending guff. uh, Obviously, you know, blathering on podcast, follow it, do whatever. um. I also have a channel, like I said, Infernal Viewer. Um, Go subscribe to that for more. And this, actually, uh, I forgot to say at the beginning, but this is um, the last time on this podcast I will be covering the Virgin New Adventures, or any Doctor Who book, to be honest, um, because I'm going to be sort of transitioning those to the uh channel. I'm gonna be talking about those on the channel.
1: To the YouTube's.
0: Yeah. Um so the Cat's cradle stuff that'll all be on the channel. Uh, the
1: tubes of You. Yeah, okay. Um
0: <laughs> so yeah, that'll all be on the channel. Um so you're not gonna see any more of that stuff. But I thought I had to I had to get the last of the time one book on here because I'd already started it on here so it made no sense to just do it on the channel to be honest. So yeah, I uh, decided to finish on this note, which was good. It was a good note, a high note. Um, there's also the Twitter, which I highly suggest you follow, because, look, you would have had insight into what was coming if you'd followed the Twitter, or maybe you did know, and, and you were like, yes, see, follow the Twitter. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, follow the Twitter bird. Follow the Twitter bird. Um. And obviously, contact's there and not, what not. Um, and tell us what you think of the book if you want to. I don't know. I'm losing um,
1: my marbles today, sorry. Yeah. I've, I've been at work and it's been a very difficult week.
0: Yeah. So, um, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Blathering On podcast. And listening to us blather on. Um, <laughs> see you next time. Au revoir.